there is no time like the 2020s to start a company, to start a startup. You know, with the rise of the internet, you can learn anything at a very low cost, if not for free. You can build anything without needing to know how to code with tools like Bubble and Adalo. And you can get the word out about your products for free by using you know sites like Twitter, Product Hunt, and Reddit. There's no time like the 2020s to build a company. Yet one element of kind of entrepreneurship and company building that hasn't caught up with the times is venture capital. Unless you live you know, in San Francisco or New York, chances are you may know what venture capital is, but you may not really know how it works. You may not know who the good VCs are. And you may not know how they think. So with this podcast of forward-thinking investors, I want to dive into this world. I want to help anyone in the world understand what is venture capital, who are the great venture capitalists, and how do they think about their day-to-day with the goal to help more people understand how it works so they can go out and raise capital for themselves. And they can build billion-dollar companies just like you know Larry did at Google or Travis did at Uber or Katrina did at Stitch Fix. That can be you, but it just takes some education. And I'm using this podcast as a medium to teach everyone more about venture capital. So if you want to learn about it, you want to dive in, you want to meet some awesome investors, stick around, listen to some episodes, and I, and I hope you enjoy. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm excited to have a investor segment where we're talking to an investor about how she thinks about companies, breaking into venture, and everything related to venture capital. Her name is Jenny Fielding. She is the Managing Director of Techstars New York City. She's also a general partner at The Fund. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going good. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on and learn more about, you know, all things venture from your perspective. I think to start, this is kind of how I start all these conversations. You know, venture is this interesting, interesting, you know, career path. Breaking in is always kind of a, a wonky way. So I'm curious for you, like, how do you find yourself breaking into venture capital? And then we'll kind of go from there. Yeah, so it seems like VC these days, um, you know, has taken on a life of its own, and, and people think it's kind of this uh, this sexy profession. But like like um, like many, um, it's pretty challenging, and and many of us um, don't kind of come up in venture capital. Um, and so I'm in both an accidental entrepreneur and an accidental venture capitalist. So started off um, actually, you know, pretty corporate. So I worked at some big companies, and then left to start a startup in 2006. Um, pretty much people thought I was nuts, like, you know, rising career at a big bank and leaving to, you know, work and start in my apartment and, and run a tech company in New York when there was like no, no startup scene. So um, kind of fell into that typical like empath founder really building around a problem that I personally had and wanted to see solve and solve in the world. Um, and then kind of the corollary is after running that um, company for many years, getting acquired, working at the acquiring company. Um, I just had friends, people that worked with me, for me, leave to start other startups. And, you know, when I had a little bit of liquidity, I started, you know, kind of angel investing in them. And so that was really how I started um, on the investment side. So the, I appreciate you sharing that. So let's kind of start with in regards to where you're at, at now. So you are managing director at Techstars. I, I think... I'm sure a lot of uh, a managing director at Techstars New York, a lot of people listening know what Techstars is, but I think some may not. So I think to start, can you kind of give us an overview of, of what is Techstars and what, what does it mean like managing director, you know, New York? Can you kind of like walk through what that means to someone that may be newer to the venture capital ecosystem? 
Yeah, sure. So Techstars is um, an entrepreneurial ecosystem that um, supports founders at the earliest stage of their journey, um, not just with cash, although we do write a check, but really with things like community resources, mentors, um, really kind of helping them access the full suite of what founders need. We do this through a program. So it's actually a three-month program. Um, think of it as kind of like a boot camp where um, in normal non-COVID times, founders move into our offices. In COVID times, they move into our Zoom rooms um, and we surround them with these resources. Um, and really uh, our objective is, can we help you get a year's worth of work done in three months? And if we can, through this kind of ecosystem, then um, we feel like we're making a, a big impact. So as MD of the program, I run kind of the, the New York ecosystem. We, we run the program about every nine months in New York. Um, but then you can imagine we have tons of founders. So Techstars has invested in over 2,500 companies. And so many of those founders are living in New York. And so as the MD of Techstars New York, I really also kind of help create the, the foundation of the New York community. So that, that's super interesting. I want to dive into that a little bit because I think that, at least from my perspective over in Phoenix, but I can kind of see through the internet, that like New York, like the startup scene in New York has been blossoming and, and blooming over the last decade um, and tons of, of great exits for the ecosystem. I'm curious for you, how have you kind of seen things change um, from your perspective when you first kind of got in there to where it is now? And how do you also kind of see your maybe formal responsibility of being, you know, managing director of Techstars New York, but also like as a person living in New York, how do you kind of see as you're just like as a citizen or resident um, of, of New York, how do you kind of see it from that perspective? And just what's it been like being in New York for the last decade um, watching yeah. it grow? Well, you know, 2006, you know, most of my friends who were people, you know, that were working at McKinsey and at Goldman and all these places, you know, thought you were nuts to leave a job like that to start a startup and fast forward now and, you know, pretty much uh, it has become a, a very popular trajectory. So how did we get here? Um, in 2006, everyone said, if you're going to run a tech startup, Jenny, you need to move out to Silicon Valley. And I looked around and I thought, well, that's interesting. Um, New York City has a lot of things that really, I think, could support a, a startup here. Um, we have incredible technical talent. We have some of you know the best universities um, in the in the tri-state metro area. Um, definite tech talent. Uh, we have tons of capital, right? So maybe we don't have a lot of venture capital in 2006, but we had a lot of rich Wall Street guys and and um, real estate people. So there was a lot of capital here. You know, every corporate has a headquarter here, so we've got you know tons of corporates, um, which you know for for B2B businesses is customers, right? So we just had like all these great things. And I thought, you know what, this is where I want to run my business. But like, we didn't even have co-working back then, right? And so, you know, it was, it was pretty nascent. And so we've seen the ecosystem develop. I think, you know, early companies um, that were maybe more media focused or consumer companies. And, and so kind of that first iteration of tech where people said like, okay, yeah, like maybe you could build an Etsy or, um, you know, a Tumblr or something that's very consumer, but, you know, New York doesn't really have um, deep tech chops. And now we've seen that change. And so we're just kind of seeing the layering on of New York of new verticals and new areas of expertise. So Today, you know, I really think you could any type of company can build here. Um, in fact, in my portfolio, um, I am lucky to have two unicorns that have gone through my Techstars programs. One is called Lash, which is a deep tech company. It's an actual physical hardware. Um, and Chainalysis is a data and analytics for, um, for, for crypto exchanges. So, you know, you can think of frontier tech. So we've seen now unicorns start to grow up um, in New York. 
both those companies did not start in New York. They moved to New York for our Techstars program and then built their headquarters here. And now we're seeing those companies blossom, you know, founders and will be, you know, investing in other companies. People are leaving those companies, starting other companies. So we see the ecosystem, the cumulative effect of the ecosystem, which is really exciting. And you, know, you mentioned that you invested in those two two billion dollar companies. Now, one congratulations, that's awesome. I'm sure you invested in plenty more that hasn't been seen yet, right? Because they're still they're still growing. Um, but I'm kind of curious when you decide to make a seed check investment, specifically on the TechStar side, and then in a second we'll go over to the fund. But for TechStars, what are you looking for in in founders or in teams or in opportunities? Because you're in New York, you see a lot. So how do you filter and how do you kind of end up picking the teams that you do? So um, that question is interesting because I think, um, you know, I, I'm an investor, but I'm also, um, you know, an operator as the MD of Techstar. So I'm actually creating a community. And so although we're looking for like all the normal things that investors look for, big markets, moats, you know, all these types of things, we're also looking for a founder that wants to be part of something bigger than their own. Um, and so we're looking for people that are collaborative, that are you know, open to feedback. The Techstars program is mentor driven, meaning that over the course of the three months, every founder will meet over a hundred mentors who will be giving them feedback on their business. So we are looking for a certain DNA of um, founders who have a learning mindset, um, who are resilient, right? Because they're getting a lot of feedback. It might not always be positive. And so those are some of the things that we're looking for in addition to, you know, kind of the traditional investment thesis, which is, you know, definitely large markets, growing markets, um, you know, defensible tech, things of that nature. Cool. And, and then I have one more question on this side, then we'll move over to the fund. And I, I, I didn't, wasn't planning on asking this, but you mentioned it. So I'm actually very curious. You said when, you, when New York first got started uh, with, with the startup scene, you know, there wasn't um, that much venture capital, but there was a lot of capital um, because it's New York. Do you find that like this capital is now like interested or has been becoming more interested in being LPs and VC funds or how is like you how have you seen like the migration of old school Wall Street finance moving into these emerging markets like venture capital like do you see that migration happen? I mean, it's an interesting question. We are seeing um, the last number of years we saw, you know, hedge funds launch venture capital arms. PE funds as well. We see growth funds now dipping down into earlier stage. So I think that there's like a real kind of melding of, of asset classes these days, which is, which is pretty exciting. Um, you know, as for the old, you know, the old school Wall Street people and the real estate people I mentioned, um, what was interesting is when I first started my company, all the angel groups were made up of those types of people, right? And so when you pitched an angel group, you know, oftentimes their frame of reference was quite different, right? Because they weren't necessarily um, as um, accustomed to say high growth startups. And so, you know, you'd be at, at, a, at an angel um, pitch and they would, you know, be asking for your financials and you're like, I just want to grow audience. And they'd kind of scratch their head, right? Because that, that wasn't necessarily the mindset. Um, you know, I think everyone's kind of more familiar with tech now. We, you know, we, we, we feel more comfortable with it. And so I think they've, they've changed the mindset. But yeah, I mean, if you look at the high net worths who are investing in, um, in funds like mine, um, yeah, many people who've made their wealth in more traditional areas are now saying, I'd like to diversify. Um, and, um, you know, especially with the market dynamics, getting to something that is high growth and has some yield is exciting. 
Yeah, we have this um, issue in Phoenix and Phoenix is 17,000 decades, I would say behind New York City, I think in, in this sense, but like we, we have a lot of real estate money here. So there's actually a lot of money and, and, and there's a small effort of trying to get that real estate money into uh, venture capital, but you know, we're, we're working on it. Um, so um, for you, so you're, you're doing tech stars, you're investing in companies, but you also mentioned that you are the GP general partner at the fund. What is the fund? Is that part of tech stars? Is it outside of it? Kind of w- w- what's going on there? Yeah, so about three years ago, as I was running my tech storage programs, uh, companies like I mentioned, Chainalysis and others were were going through my programs and um, they were actually coming out. These are really good companies and they're having trouble raising that first round of capital. So I started kind of scratching my head because at this point, tech store, I mean, uh, you know, New York's second largest tech ecosystem, you know, everyone's talking about how much money here is here. And I'm saying, well, why are my companies taking six months to raise $750,000? This doesn't make sense. And so as you peel the onion a little bit, what we noticed was happening was um, the uh, most of the, the seed funds that maybe had started as, you know, 10 or $20 million funds had all moved upstream, right? So they no longer were writing 100K, 200K checks, they're writing 1.5 million into $3 million rounds. And so with that, the average seed round in New York has um, has blossomed maybe, or, or maybe sometimes we call it bloated uh, to about uh, $3 million, right? And so who's writing those first checks? And there are, you know, there are a bunch of first check funds, but not that many. Um, and I think I'm an investor in, in many of them. There just, there just wasn't, there wasn't enough to support it. So I got together with some of my founder friends, people that had started kind of iconic companies in New York and said, you know, we're all seeing lots of deal flow. We're all really only writing like 20K checks. What if we pulled our capital into a fund and locally we source deals, um, locally we, we mentored companies, locally we, um, we help diligence these companies and let's just invest in all the cool companies being built in New York and support the ecosystem. So it started off as an experiment. The first fund was I think about three and a half million dollars um, and we invested in 50 companies and yeah, we were kind of on our way. Uh, what was interesting about it is that over that time we started getting inbound from founders in like all over the world, basically saying, hey, could you set you know something up you know, here, like we really need that founder DNA, all founders investing in founders. Um, and so mid pandemic, we decided to raise a fund, interesting timing. Um, and so now we've expanded the fund um, into uh, different geographies. So we have um, LA, we have London, we have the Midwest, we have the Rockies, and we'll be launching probably three more this year, all local founders um, investing in local founders. That's awesome. Uh, what, what, what a cool uh, initiative, but not even an initiative, what a cool way to just spread wealth and make so much wealth and help the world, right? What, what a great thing. You know, I'm kind of actually curious there. You mentioned you started that during COVID or you raised that fund during COVID. And I want to talk about COVID for a second because um, holy moly, you know, COVID as a, as a event in the world did so many horrible um, and great things depending on where you are in the world. Um, but specifically for tech and startups, at least for, for the internet, it kind of like everything kind of blew up. And the act, entrepreneur, uh, op, entrepreneurial activity, in my view, went through the roof. I'm curious, what have you seen? Just I'll leave it kind of an open-ended open-ended question but what have you seen in like venture capital and startups since COVID and how are you like thinking about your job now that COVID is like kind of going I mean it's going away for sure but will the effects go away no one knows you know how do you how do you think about these things 
I mean, when, you know, when it first kind of hit, I think everyone thought that it was just going to be a disaster for, for tech companies. And there was a lot of, um, you know, calls for um, belt tightening and getting back to fundamentals and leaning the team. And I think we were all kind of surprised that, um, you know, the the market didn't really go down. Um, part of that obviously is fueled by the stock market and you know people's access to wealth that are investing in these companies. Um, part of it is you know just based that that venture is a lagging indicator, meaning that you know we've all raised our funds already for the most part, and so we have um, capital to deploy. Um, for us to call our management fees, we need to deploy capital. So if we stop investing, mostly you know investors aren't you know or, or the uh, the GPs aren't getting paid. So, you know, I think with that confluence of, of things, um, we definitely uh, were, were okay, but why we were more than okay and why it seems like, you know, right now there's kind of a fury of, of um, you know, getting into startups and investing in startups, I actually don't know because it does seem pretty bubbly to me. Um, so I, I can't really give you a lot of uh, economic analysis there, but I have not seen it like this in, in a few years. Well, I, I feel like anyone that can give like an economic analysis of what's going on right now is lying because I don't think anyone knows what the I, heck is going on. Like, it, I mean, you like you just go on Twitter, which is like the new San, like it feels like the new Sand Hill Road. Like, like you just go on Twitter, that's where all the activities are and everything, and it's like just blowing up, and it's all good. Like, I actually think it's all really good for the world. It's just kind of hard to understand why it, that's happening and what that means for the future. Um, so I appreciate. <laughs> side, I mean, the good part is, I mean, if you look at cohort data um, for, you know, some of the, the best performing companies like Uber and Airbnb, like they did start in downturns. And so it is an exciting, you know, with a lot of instability this year, um, it is a great time to, to start a company, right? I mean, you know, you can get talent, right? In the way that you couldn't, because there's a lot of talent available, there's a, a lot of resource available. And um, I think investors are not stupid. They know the they know the data, and so they were leaning in to companies that are being built in in trying times. Yeah, I I, I followed my nose on that one. I, I was working for a YC company, and I quit I quit in August because I'm like, this is the time to start a company. So I just quit and started a company, and I it worked. It's working out. You know, it, it, it was the right call. But it's um you're right. Like like this is like that. This is when to, in, in times of uncertainty is the time to kind of lean in. Um, Cool. So a couple more questions for you and then we'll call it a day. So you going back to the fund. Um, so you're almost in some ways building almost startup communities and these different hubs like founders funding founders. What tips do you have for either those communities or communities like Phoenix or like Salt Lake City or just like much smaller communities about building great um, building great startup hubs? And I just what have you learned from building up New York that you could pass on to maybe less mature um, ecosystems? Yeah, I mean, I I think that um, founders that have come before are kind of the, the the golden ticket of knowledge, capital, just everything good. And so I think if you can build, you know, generations of founders, that's where you can really kind of get to scale. And so New York is now kind of at that point where we actually do have some generations of founders. Like I sold my first company in 2010 you know, a lot of that money has gone back into the ecosystem, right? Because like many, um, like many people that, that are in tech, we are addicted to it and it's where we put all of our money. Um, 
But I think for new communities, um, you know, once you kind of have a few companies that are, you know, get starting to get some success, you know, you really gotta, um, you know, get to know those people and really kind of wrap them into something that feels like a community, right? Because they're the ones that can be mentoring the next generation that can be fast tracking, you know, those founders to the information that they need to get going more quickly. So um, I really do believe that um, that apprenticeship model is um, what kind of kickstarts different um, different ecosystems. And then of course, like, you know, it's a great, you know, corporates that can do their part. Um, I think we've seen, you know, some interesting initiatives around corporates who are not only putting in money, but that are figuring out ways to work with startups. And so many communities that maybe don't have a thriving um, ecosystem can really develop a niche in whatever industry is is big, right? So, um, so I see that happening um, in some of these kind of tier two and tier three tech cities, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate you sharing that. So, a couple more um, kind of almost like quick, quick fire style. You know, what in in regards to the markets. Um, what, what out there is interesting to you, uh, just in general, like not necessarily your RF, RF, uh, what is it? RFS, but like what, what, what markets or segments are interesting to you as an investor, um, yeah. or which one, even if they're not hot, like what just piques your interest right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm interested. I've always been interested in data and analytics and where data analytics comes out of the dashboard and it really becomes around actionable insights. Um, and so the, the areas that I'm excited about and where I see this applicable are in, in healthcare and in fintech, especially. Um, so healthcare, obviously, you know, massive market and, you know, really, we all understand post-COVID why this is so important. But, you know, if this information is tied up in the electronic health records and all those places, they're not going to serve people, right? So data and analytics that can take it out and get it into the hands of consumers, I find super interesting. And the same with fintech, right? Um, there have been many articles about how every company is now going to be a fintech, right? And so this idea that transactions and payments are going to be part of the staff of all companies, I think, is is exciting. And then if someone in the universe, whether they're in Phoenix, Israel, Africa, you know, Southeast Asia, anyone, if, they, if anyone's like working on these things, um, I guess I have, two, I have two questions. If this founder is listening to this, that hear you, they're like, this is great. You know, I, I, wanna, I want to, I want to make it, I'm building in this space. What's one thing that you would it, it, um, give advice? If there's a founder listening to this and they're first time founder, they don't know much, but they know they want to do something big. What is one thing you, you'd share with them that maybe they wouldn't get like by on browsing Twitter ever, you know, once an hour or something like that. What's any advice that you would give to, you know, a new founder? Find a great co-founder and, and founding team. Honestly, like you just can't do yourself what you can do with other people. And so it's hard, like don't find a co-founder um, just to check a box, find a thought partner that you want to spend the next 10 years with that you can build with that you can go through bad times with and good times um, because you'll just be so much stronger together. So I don't know if you can't find that information on Twitter, but I really believe strong founding teams are, are where it's at. And then for my last question, if someone wants to learn more about you, Techstars New York, the fund, you know, you personally as, as your own brand, where can they find you online and what link, well, just feel free to plug any links or anything that you're kind of working on um, for people to find you online. I feel like I'm the easiest person to find. I did, th this is my third event of the day. So, um, yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, um, especially, you know, if you have something um, very specific that I can help with, follow me at JE Fielding on Twitter, send me an email, you know, jenny.fielding at Techstars, really lots of ways, but, but really part of the advice is like, you know, 
don't don't email me and say like, hey, can we out to lunch or can I pick your brain? Like, what's the specific thing that I can help you with? Um, and so I'm good at connecting the dots. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I, I think what you're doing is incredible. I'm looking forward to seeing how it all grows over the next decade. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much for having me. Super fun. <laughs>